For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Because you're oh, awesome. And yeah. uh, as we wait for a couple of people to get in, Harley, I hope you're having a great day today. I am. I'm doing fantastic. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Fantastic. I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp today. Oh, crap. I see it tomorrow. And I got to say, I'm super excited for what's what Marvel is bringing up. It mm. was a fantastic mm. movie. You know I'm not a spoiler, you know. Of course. But you also know I'm not going to overhype something that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Sure. Oh. Kang is him. I believe it. Ant-Man is him. Oh. I mean, that's all I can say. The end credits were even better. Like, Marvel hit it out the park, bro. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting getting giddy, man. You're getting me excited. It's it's the right amount of humor, the right amount of action. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Oof. Seeing it tomorrow as well, man. Oh, man. I I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm excited about it. I'm excited too, but Harley and everyone else, welcome to Believe in the Houston Texans. I am your host, Ruben Calvillo. I drop daily Houston Texans content, and I have a special guest with me today. Y'all seen him many times before. He also drops daily Houston Texans content and does it quite well. I am joined by Harley Dugan from the lead brother. How's it going? Dude, I'm doing fantastic, man. Absolutely fantastic. Honored to be your first guest on the Believe in Texans podcast or news report. I don't know what else to call it. But yeah, this is this is exciting for us from where we've came from. Absolutely. Harley, we go back 10 plus years. If you would have told us that flash forward a decade, y'all would be talking football, I would say, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. And here we are. Nonetheless, talking about the team that causes so much pain and so much disdain, yet here we are. And I have to say, Harley, this is the most excited I've been for a Houston Texans team, dare I say, even when we had Deshaun Watson. Mm. Mm. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I would say that. I'll put it up there. I will put it up there. Yeah, you're entirely right. And it's just like... The question always with the Houston Texans has been, well, can you get the coach? And it seems like we do. And now that, you know, we've not really died down, the energy is brought all the way back into Houston, Harley. We were talking about how, you know, how much of an impact D'Amico Ryans would make. And we are 21 days away from free agency. I'm, I'm sorry, I think 29, my fault. We are months away from the draft. We really haven't done nothing yet. We are excited and we are hyped for week one. Extremely hyped, man. Week one cannot get here fast enough. And we're, we haven't even gotten into 
the depths of the offseason for the Texans. I'm excited, man. We're all excited. It hasn't been this giddy. It hasn't been this energetic of a fan base in quite some years for good reason, too. But now this this is fun, man. I can't wait. I can't wait for the ride. Okay, so we're like um, a month, like maybe a month, right? Maybe three, you know, like a month from the D'Amico hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since then, how do you feel about this Houston Texans team? Because we live here in the H, man, you know. Mm -hmm. Grew up in Pasadena. We are H-Town, too. We're drawing over here. Damned if we do, damned if we don't. If you're from Houston, you know those lyrics. Bro, it's been a complete 180 from last year. A 180. 360 almost. I mean, 360 from two years ago. It's just the Houston Texans, where they've came from uh, in these past years with the grenade that went off in the Deshaun Watson fiasco. Mm trade scenario and it it ruined this organization and to t- if i told you you know three years ago hey we're getting rid of deshaun watson and we're not gonna have anything we're gonna strip it down to the nuts and bolts you're gonna be like fuck we're gonna be gone for the next we're not gonna be up there for the next five years and now two years into it yeah sure you can say what you want Lovey Smith, David Coley, horrible as hell. But <laughs> with the hire, with the hire of D'Amico Ryans, I've said it a million times. You you're pressing that button, mm. that reset button on this franchise, and now the overall trajectory is going steadily forward with D'Amico Ryans at the ship, with him and Nick Casario now playing hand in hand. This is exciting for every Texans fan. And we're getting national media love now. Okay. That's something Houston doesn't get. <laughs> so this is, again, man, energetic. It's just something I keep saying. Energetic. And it's like we were on the verge of being dysfunctional, man. I could honestly say oh, that, right? You got to call a spade a spade. And, yeah, you know, I told you how last year I was like, man, we were really going to hire Josh McCown. And when we lose the number one overall pick, which is still biting us in the butt, by the way, we will get to that later. And Lovey Smith's final FU to the Houston Texans. But (laughs) it feels like days are much more better. And I have to be excited for it, right? You know, the the part that that made me excited, I'm not sure if I, you know, told anybody before, was the way they welcomed D'Amico Ryan's. And they didn't do that for Lovey Smith. They didn't do that for David Cully or Bill O'Brien. What I mean by that is they made the entire NRG stadium a memorial to D'Amico Ryans. Everywhere he looked, it was D'Amico's highlights. It was his accolades. It was pictures of him in college. It was welcome home coach. Mm-hmm. That part made me excited because if my franchise is willing to, I mean, you kind of throw your nuts on the table there by doing that. Kind of not only that, but telling the fans also, we believe in this guy. Can you honestly say they believed in David Cully? Hell no. Could you honestly say they believed in Lovey Smith? Hell no. When I hear Nick Casario and I hear Cal McNair, and like and we've we've had our criticisms of them, it sounds like they got their coach. And that's what I'm excited about. For sure. And this goes all the way back to the, 
I think the precursor to all of this was that Nick Casario uh, press conference with Cal. Mm. And it we all said it. It definitely felt like something was different in NRG. Yeah. Whether or not Cal jumped on his ass, whether or not, you know, we don't know any of that. Mm. Uh, but it certainly had that feel. The tension was, you could cut it. Yeah. There was something different about Nick Casario and how he was answering these questions, you know, talking about, you know, that his job could be on the line, implying it, not out of his words, but implied that, you know, so, and you said it a lot, the hot seat, there should be a hot seat, you know, because you're two years in, regardless of rumors, you hire David Coley and Levy Smith. That's what Nick Casario hired. That is what is, is on his resume. Okay. And again, regardless of what you believe, whether or not that was Cal's decision or Easterby influence, at the end of the day, those are the decisions that Nick Casario made. He had to agree on it, too. If he didn't agree, then, hey, he could have said, you know what? I quit. Yeah. You know what I mean, let's be if you want to be real, if you don't want that on your resume, you don't want it against it, then he could have done that. But now you fast forward again, two years. And you got the hottest head coach on the market in D'Amico Ryans. Mm. And now the whole car made a U-turn. And with Cal and Nick seem to be hand in hand mm. and hand to hand with D'Amico Ryans, Hannah McNair, shout out to you. Yes. For helping it out too, because she was huge on sports radio 610 when they had Cal and Hannah there. She sounded like she had an influence on this as well. Mm. This is all exciting to hear that Nick Casario isn't stubborn that we might thought. He isn't as stubborn as I thought. Mm. And that he's willing to bend. And he's willing to take that back seat and let someone like D'Amico Ryans, who we have the utmost respect for, who not only locally but nationally, you got people talking about the respect level of D'Amico Ryans and how it makes this franchise respectable and how it turns us around. That is what should excite fans the most. You're not laughed at anymore. You're not critiqued. Right now, check it off. You found your head coach. Now it's about moving forward with him and the necessary steps it's going to take. This is exciting, man. Keep saying it. It is exciting, and then what's even more exciting is, well, now that you got your head coach, what do you do at quarterback, right? And DJ Bieniemy, right, his first year in Houston, coming from the New York Jets, done a fantastic job. Fantastic. Says that the, you know, quote unquote, the Houston Texans are selecting a quarterback at two. What are your thoughts on that? Exciting again. Mm. We're gonna use the word exciting a lot, but it bye bye Davis energy. Mills. Bye bye Davis Mills. Exactly. That it puts all of those whatever ten percent of those rumors, five percent of those rumors, three percent of the rumors. It puts those to bed. The nail mm. is in the coffin. They're according to him. Their league sources familiar with the Texans said that before the coaching interviews. They had discussed mm. they are going to be leaning on taking a quarterback at two. That means throughout the coach, the interview process, they're letting these guys know, hey, this is what we're thinking. We're leaning at quarterback heavily. 
Now, what do y'all think? And then they're going to give their input. It's not, you know, a lot of people want to think, take it as, oh, they're, they just told the coaches, we're taking the quarterback and you got to deal with it. No, like this, again, this is a relationship and it's a marriage. Okay. And I'm going to say the opposite of Lovey Smith. As he always said, divorce is a good thing. Not in this case. Mm. Keep this marriage as much as you can. The Houston Texans, Cal McNair, Nick Casario, D'Amico Ryans. Taking a quarterback at two is necessary in order to move this organization two more steps forward. And look, I'm not in the let's just take a quarterback to take a quarterback. I'm sold on Bryce Young. I really mm. am. I think he's the quarterback for the Houston Texans, especially with the offense you've input now with the Shanahan Kubiak system. I think he fits it like a glove. It's going to work for him. If the Houston Texans don't take Bryce Young, then I'm okay with CJ Stroud as well. I'm okay with it. But if we're looking at anything besides those two options, it's going to be very difficult for me uh, to sell me on a quarterback besides those two. Yeah, no, 100%. When I saw that, you know, that quote, I was, okay, well, good. There's not no what ifs, you know, should we do this, should we do that? It's we are clear cut what the Houston Texans need to do and select a quarterback at two. And there was a comment. Let me go up and find it. Harley, you are looking great today, as always. Um, So he said about the Jim Irsay comments. All right. The Jim Ursay comments where he didn't mention Bryce by name. He might have yeah. been off a couple of Jack Daniels, but he said the kid from Alabama is pretty good. Do you think, because I don't think right now there is a chance that, not that there's not a chance, but I don't think it's really likely that a team trades up for Bryce Young. I think the Bears will end up falling in love with either a Will Anderson or Jalen Carter when the combine comes around. But do you think, the Colts are going to jump the Houston Texans and take Bryce Young at one. It does worry me. It does. I'm not going to lie. It did worry me the first time today when I was driving home. Yeah. it, it. I'll be honest. It terrifies me. And I am not wanting to go down the route where Bryce Young is twice on Sundays, you know, beating you and 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 making you know that he is beating you because you might have you know not lose that last game that you probably should have now back then i was like i I don't know it's a little over exaggerated harley i was telling y'all i was screaming it Uh, go ahead before i get upset (laughs) it's all right it's all right i i thought it was a little over exaggerated at the time now i'm looking at it like "Mm, well you know I guess it would have been helpful for you to lose that game. <laughs> uh, but, you know, whether or not Jim Mercy is is being real here, if it's a smokescreen, we don't know. With that guy, we'll never know because he is very outspoken and he just goes off a cuff. Like he just – he's polarizing when he speaks. Chris Ballard is kind of like, uh, uh, okay, you're, you don't really want to show our hand either, you know. But for him to mention that Alabama quarterback and the Texans to be at number two, and then for him to tweet out that he's 
been a a, a, a proud friend, member of Chicago for a long time, you know, and him with a bear, like, come on, dude. He's really, really trying to, to press that button, just edge that little wooden piece into your side belly a little bit more. He keeps pushing it in there with these tweets and the smoking mirrors. It's 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 terrifying, man. And I do believe that the Colts definitely are going to entertain the offers at number one. I really do. If Shane Steichman is the coach we thought he was, mm. he wants Bryce Young. And now it's a matter of if you get that win and if you're Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryans, do you risk your not really risk, right? Because I've I've seen a tweet where it was you swap first, you give them a first next year, and then a third of this year, right? The Houston Texans have the draft capital to do that. Yes. And yeah. you know, that's the benefit of Deshaun Watson liking fingers and his butthole, and you get an extra three first round picks. So True. it's not like I'm opposed to the idea of trading up, but I got the ammo in my pistol to go ahead and do it. So yeah. I I think it's really going to be a standoff like it's been since our inception with the Indianapolis Colts. Who is going to move first? And I'm playing a game of chicken. You're playing a game of chicken, man. You're about to see you, you got two cars driving right at each other, and you're about to see who's going to turn first. And is it going to be the Texans? Is it going to be the Colts? Or are the Colts just revving their engine and not doing anything? You know, this is it, – it's it's not good. And you're right, Steichen could definitely like Bryce Young. Um, I have seen, you know, that maybe Will Levis fits into what he likes. Does Anthony Richardson fit into what he likes? That's a lot of pressure for Anthony Richardson to come into a team like that and take it over year one without no veteran quarterback ahead of him. I'm not entirely sold that Anthony Richardson, if that's the best place or scenario for him in his career, Will Levis looks like a guy that could be an average quarterback. Yes. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, we're all wrong. And, and we're always going to be wrong on quarterback. <laughs> like quarterbacks will make you look dumb. Yeah. Quarterbacks will make you look stupid. We could be entirely wrong about Will Levis, and maybe he's maybe he's a guy all along. Who knows? But at the end of the day, Shane Steichen is now the new head coach of the Colts. We know that they are going to be looking at a quarterback. They have to, right? I mean, they. I don't think they want to – actually, I don't believe Jim Ursay wants to go the same route they've been going the last few years in getting these veteran quarterbacks – whether it be a la Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz didn't work out for them. That was a big swing and miss. So I don't believe he wants to go down that Derek Carr route or Jimmy Garoppolo route. And even with that, they still need a lot more pieces to add to that team in order for that to mesh well. Ricky quarterback looks like the way to go for them. They could definitely move up. Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. And this is where it goes to Lovey Smith's final FU to the Houston Texans and Brandon Cooks too, right? <laughs> yeah. 
why is Brandon Cooks allowed to play? And he and his most impactful game of the season was the last game. Yeah. And it it and I said it hardly, and I was so scared because at the end of the day, I didn't really care about the number one overall pick. I cared about control of the draft. Because you're not just selecting first at number one. You're selecting first at two, three, four, five, six, and seven. And you could dictate with your 11 draft picks how you want this draft to go. And mm. by some way, Davis Mills completes a fourth and what? A fourth and 20? Something Into like the that. end zone to Jordan Akins. And now the Houston Texans are holding the number two overall pick. And honestly, man, after this conversation, every single day, the idea of Indianapolis jumping all the way up to one is huge. Now you even hear people saying, well, what if they trade Justin Fields and being the Bears? I don't think that's true at the end of the day. But I don't think so either. You make your life much more harder by winning that game against the Colts. Yeah, you do. Uh, it was hilarious at the time. I will say that the meltdown. It was the most was Houston Texans. Texans thing you could ever see. Yeah, the meltdown of Texans Twitter was hilarious to me. Um, and you know, as of now, I'm kind of looking at it like, well, okay, I guess that I guess that did really really mess this up a little bit because now you can't, you you won't know if, if the Colts trade up. You won't know what what the you don't never know what the draft board is, but you won't know because he wasn't available. You know, you won't know if Bryce Young is a QB one, you know, for the Houston Texans. If the, if the Colts trade all the way up to one and do take him, do they go QB two and take CJ Stroud? You know, that's what I would believe is the quarterback rankings, but who knows, you know, and I understand the, you know, the small concerns that does that worry you? His, his, his weight. No. I'm not, I'm not no. issued about his height. The weight no. concerns. This dude yeah. played in the SEC, mm -hmm. and he took hits. And at the end of the day, yes, it kind of is some worrisome, right? Because you, you know, because you look at what's going on with two over there in the Dolphins, and yeah. if you if you don't want Bryce Young to get hit, you know what you do, Harley? Mm. Invest in the damn offensive line. It's not a bad idea. He's gonna get hit at the end of the day. This is football. Yes. But minimizing the hits is the goal of the offensive line, right or wrong. Oh, ultimately the goal. Ultimately, right. You don't want no one to touch your QB. And it's just, it is worrisome because although I want Bryce Young and I've been on him since the beginning, I don't just want to settle for CJ Stroud. And I felt like if you're a Houston Texans fan, mm -hmm. like, I can already see it happening right now because we're going to be there, you know, if they decide to have it at the Discovery Green again. And the reaction from the fans, because it was packed last time, it yeah. is going to be quiet when the coach trade up, if the coach trade up to number one. Oh, Regardless man. of how people feel or not, I am going to tell you, you will hear a pin drop in that place. There is nothing that Toro or those Houston Texans cheerleaders could do to cheer you up in that moment. Yeah, big time. I think oh, at man. two, if you if if Bryce gets taken, I think man, you have to start. Okay, so are you preparing for that to happen if you're Nick Casario? For the Colts to trade up to one? Yeah. Well, you I mean knowing Nick Casario feels like he's a guy that 
plans for everything. Is that am I, am I too stretched out there? No, it definitely good. feels that way. Yeah, you know, and I he has to you know uh, how does it say cross their t's and dot their i's. Like he has to do his due diligence uh, in terms of everyone. You know, not just the Colts. Yeah, you know whether or not it's a team from outside, whether it's the Panthers that want to move up or that want to mortgage their future, or the Raiders want to mortgage their future. Like, mm. you got to take into account into everything. Obviously, the most beef to it would be the Indianapolis Colts. And you got to take a look into it. because They play in your division, by the way. <laughs> and that's something we didn't, you know, that we haven't really explicitly stated. They play and that's what division. scares me the most, bro, is if this was some other team, okay, go ahead. But you have to add in the fact that we might have to play against this dude for the next 10 plus years. Yeah. Do not want that happening again to us. We Love dodged a bullet with I know F you to the Houston Texans, man. And it's mm-hmm. it's sad that we allowed ourselves to buy into this. Okay, I mean, if I sound like that dude, I sound like that dude, right? That any given Sunday motto you play to win the game. Mm-hmm. To me, that's for losers. You know, like, yeah. if you have nothing going for you in the, you know, in the season, our our season was done by week five. Sadly. There was no <laughs> if ands. Like, there was no, like, the Houston Texans were done by week five. Yeah. Barring a complete 180 of Davis Mills, you were fried. <laughs> And dude, I would have sat everyone in that game. I don't care what the fans are saying. I we've only won two games up to this point. You saw the Eagles do it with uh, when they put Sudfeld in the game at one time with Doug Peterson, ultimately getting him fired. And you're in a situation now where you're gonna have to stress from literally until draft day on what they are going to do. It's true. I think I think we'll have a better uh, temperature check on what the Texans are going to do After and what some other teams are going to do. You know, in, in into that coming week, uh, the especially after March, you know, we'll we'll definitely know a gauge of whether or not the interest is still there to trade up if you're the Colts, or are they not is it just a smoke and mirrors and are they going to be staying pat with whatever quarterback that might fall to them at four could be cj stroud who knows shout out to john crumpler look at his picture on the screen if you watch the good doctor on cbs that is exactly (laughs) who john crumpler looks like he's absolutely actually saving lives in the real life world so shout out to john for doing what he's doing and still giving us Houston Texans content. And, man, Harley, it's just – it's interesting, brother. And I am excited for the future. I am excited, you know, for what we are going to do in terms of quarterback, right, as Harley freezes out. Let me let me take him out for a second. It's interesting, guys. Give me one second. Let me see if Harley is back in there. Drop some Ws in the chat for my boy Harley. But you, you know, but you now have to live with the fact that Harley is back in. Hey, there we go. Oh, and Harley, 
Guess what I haven't heard in the past 27 and 17 minutes of this podcast? Your fire alarm, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the smoke detector batteries that Harley finally got. If you haven't followed Harley on Twitter, drop your Twitter down below. We do a great job of trying to run some Houston texts and spaces. And it's kind of hard when you get in a beep every damn 30 seconds. So shout out to HEB for providing the uh, the batteries. And nice, folks. going back to the topic of the Houston Texans possibly being jumped at number one. And, you know, at that moment, dude, it felt like everything was going to fall off, you know, the rails. It felt like the Houston Texans hit that dysfunctional point. I was hurt, dude. Like I was like, I was like, dude, I was on the couch like, damn, we we lost Bryce Young. And you know, and and we are gonna have to sit with that possibility. But hey, I mean, look, dude, at the end of the day, the Houston Texans made their bet. If you ah, I don't know, dude. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> it's it, yeah, it, look. it hurts me. It does definitely hurt, um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, if the Houston Texans – so if Chicago is smart, right, they have to talk to the Texans before they take any deal with the Colts mm. because we're in the division, right? That would be the smart thing to do. And the Houston Texans can easily – they have the draft capital, like you said. They can easily match uh, – yeah, go ahead and just take what I'm about to say. But – uh you know, or okay, never mind. He didn't say, uh, but easily the Houston Texans could match, if not add what more to what the Colts might offer. Now, unless the Colts are just offering you everything in mortgaging their entire franchise to the boat of a Bryce Young at quarterback for them, then I uh, then I would steer clear. Then I would say, you know what, guys, you won the bidding war. Go for it. Yeah, and, and I'm not willing to mortgage my entire. And this has got to be an insane amount of draft picks, okay? But I mean, the Houston Texans can definitely, if they want to. And I'm not saying they will. I know people are about to take this out of context, but you know, if you offer your 33rd pick in the second round and a first round pick next year, that should pretty much do it. If you're the Bears with the Texans just to move down one spot shouldn't garner a lot more other than that. You can throw in a few day three picks. I don't care. You know, throw in a few fours or throw in a third next year or however. But the Houston Texans have the draft capital, and if they want their quarterback, I I would be a hypocrite to say, because I've always said, if you want somebody, go trade up for them. And I, I would be a hypocrite right now. If they want Bryce Young, obviously, whatever happened, happened. That is the past. We could have lost. Yeah, that's the past. We're now in the present. We got to move forward. And if they want Bryce Young, they have the necessary draft capital to do it. Then go do it. If that's who you want, go do it. Especially if you're hearing them Colts in the back of your ear coming up behind your rearview mirror, revving that engine. You gotta, you gotta do it, man. Would that excite you if the Houston Texans trade up for Bryce Young? Definitely, 
you would obviously know it's for Bryce Young. Yep. Uh, you would obviously know that the Colts were in that rearview mirror revving that engine back up on you, and you won a little bidding war. And you still have the necessary assets to make this team into trending into the right trajectory. Mm. Like you still have the assets, even if you give up 33, a first next year, and let's say a third, you know, like you still have plenty of picks moving forward. And the Houston Texans, we keep talking about the draft, the draft, the draft. We still have a free agency to talk about. This team's going to improve themselves some way, somehow, if not this year, a lot next year. And we have D'Amico Ryans running this thing. And I have full confidence that D'Amico Ryans is going to write this ship hand in hand with a majority hearing, whether from him and Nick. And it's going to be an amazing time to be a Texans fan. Because again, we got D'Amico Ryan's, and I'm ultra energized about the potentials that D'Amico Ryan's can bring for the future of this franchise. Are you ready for free agency yet? Are we are we at that point where we can start going off? Because Harley, you know, I've been ready for this. This man's been ready time? since like week eight. I've been making this list since week five. Jesus Christ. Poor thing. As My soon God. as the season was done. My God. <laughs> I'm like, and look, I just, let's say the Houston Texans go out there and have a great free. Oh, caught up. Let's, let's, let's respond to this comment. Um, I don't care about Hendon Hooker's age. If he never got hurt, he's my QB one. People worry about his age, but the expectancy of QB's careers has increased. QB's literally can pay can play to the age of 37 and up and be elites. Do you want Hendon Hooker? I don't. I saw someone mock draft them or say they wouldn't mind taking him at 12. 12? Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm not taking him you at didn't 12. You see that tweet? That, no, I have not. That is a hyperbolic uh, exaggeration of what Hendon Hooker – I mean – He's hurt. You know, you shouldn't take him at 12. You should definitely. I don't mind taking Hendon Hooker, but that has to be like you take a quarterback at two. Let's say you do what the Washington then named Redskins did with double dipping and getting Robert Griffin the third and Kirk Cousins. The Texans could definitely do that with, let's say they got Bryce Young and then they double dipped and got Hendon Hooker in the fourth round or fifth round. I would not be opposed to that at all. That helped the Redskins, actually, because, you know, RG3 got hurt. It ruined whatever he was going to become. He looked special, and that's a lot of Mike Shanahan's fault. But for them not to fall down into the depths of a rebuild, they had a Kirk Cousins as a backup, and he played well for them and kept them afloat for, you know, the – the days they did, and it was it, it was a plan that a lot of people criticized. Mm. But I could definitely would not be opposed if the Texans double dipped that quarterback. Yeah, I sent you the tweet there. I oh, think boy. it's interesting when you know what to do at QB. Um, you know, there's been a lot of news. I think the past twenty four hours about oh, a. <laughs> About <laughs> about a certain linebacker. 
by the name of Patrick Queen deletes his Instagram post from, you know, of all Baltimore Ravens, deletes his bio of the Baltimore Ravens on Twitter. Now, we would not know about this until Derek Stingley, who hasn't tweeted since last month on the 22nd, sends him the googly eyes. And what does Patrick Queen do? Sends it right back. How do you feel about the possibility? What You know, let's throw this in the air of the Houston Texans trying to trade for a Patrick Queen, who is 23 years old, coming off his best season where he had 117 tackles, led the team in sacks with five, 14 quarterback hits, two interceptions, six pass defense, two fumbles, recovered one of them. Bring me Patrick Queen. Send him number 33 overall. Give me more. Yep. And what do we want? We want damn Patrick Queen. Send them Brandon Cooks. Hey, man, give them Brandon Cooks. They need a number one wide receiver. If they're – look, so the whole – this whole Twitter thing has blown up, and I love – and if anyone wants to know more I, on on uh, the opinion of it, you know, I, I did my video on my YouTube channel, The Lead, and where I had mentioned the Houston Texans trade for Patrick Queen. Do they dare do that? Yeah. You have to definitely go call immediately on Baltimore. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, what do you want for Patrick Queen? You want Brandon Cooks in a forefront pick? Because I do it in a heartbeat. Okay, you get your number one right receiver. If they're looking to move Patrick Queen, that obviously has to mean that they're looking into extending Lamar Jackson. So they've already locked up with Roquan Smith. I know Patrick Queen is still on his rookie deal, but he's going to be looking to get paid soon. Okay, this is the fourth, his fourth, he's on his fourth year on the rookie deal. So he's going to be looking to get paid soon. And you're looking to pay Lamar Jackson. If I'm the Ravens, you got to pay him. You have to. If the Cardinals paid Kyler Murray, then you got to pay Lamar Jackson. Let's be real. That's just how it works. Okay. If the Vikings paid Kirk Cousins, well, franchise tag them, then, you know, this thing's happened. Okay. So we all know this, how this goes with the quarterback and the money. Patrick Queen has to be a Texan. I understand Texans thoughts. Jordan kind of poo-pooed the idea and that he would be basically the idealistic position for him would be where Christian Harris plays mm. and they both would play the same position. Why do you really need them? I don't care. I don't want to hear logic. This is Patrick queen and damn it. You got D'Amico Ryans who started as an inside linebackers coach. who was a former linebacker for the Houston Texans was badass at Alabama as a linebacker he has been credited to improving linebackers at in San Francisco, Fred Wagner. Fred Wagner? Did I say it right? Yeah. Fred Wagner? I feel Fred like I'm saying that wrong. Fred Warner. Fred Wagner. Fred it was Wagner. a third-round pick. Oh, third-round pick. third-round pick. And he had mentioned in his press conference the difficulties that Fred Warner had gone through. And for him to overcome that with D'Amico's help, then darn it, why not? Take and trade for Patrick Queen. It is right here for you. Go do it. He played with Derek Stingley at LSU. Hey, yeah, he cost him some games. He's 23 I, years old, dude. Dude, 
guess what? I'm I'm 25 and still doing decisions. Hey, I'm trying to grow a mullet here, bro. Then this is a dude in the NFL. Yes, I would hope a 23-year-old makes mistakes, right? But I would rather have Patrick Queen make a damn mistake and not Kamir Gruger Hill. There we go. That's exactly Come on. what I was gonna like, say. Like, look, I'm like, I understand, bro. Like, exactly. I understand that y'all don't want to take risk on these players. And shout out to Jalen for that comment too. If D'Amico cannot develop that guy, then he shouldn't be your head coach. Exactly. Like, Send this it. is D'Amico, by the way. This is a guy who Send was it. behind Robert Sala. Who not only that, you talk about a rookie defensive player of the year, two-time Pro Bowler. Captain on the Houston Texans, captain on the Stand Philadelphia it. Eagles. Like, who are we talking about here? Have some faith in our damn coach. I think he could make Christian Harris and Patrick Queen one of the best linebacker duos in the NFL. Send it. That's Send all it. I got to say. Send the trade in. Give them Brandon Cooks and a fourth-round pick. Hell, I'm will- you're willing to go up to 33. I'm willing I mean- to do it. I'm, okay, because – I was looking at the linebackers in the draft. Don't get me wrong. I love uh, yes. Drew Sanders from Arkansas. Yes, He's an course, absolute of beast. Of course. Uh, Noah Sewell from Oregon. He's a little, you know, he's a little hefty. He's 250, 260. Yes. But when you look at Patrick Queen and you also look at where the league is going, he had six pass defense, Harley. He had two interceptions. And what hurt the I'm, – I'm sorry, wasn't – what is his name? Wasn't Carmier Gruger Hill targeted 18 times against the Colts? <laughs> that is not happening against Patrick Queen and Christian Harris. What are we talking about here? Yeah, man. I, look, I'm getting Patrick Queen every day of the week. You mentioned Drew Sanders. Yeah, he would fit perfectly into that Mike linebacker role. Uh, Henry Toto from Alabama, another guy that would fit well into that Mike linebacker role. But like you said, damn it, fans complain all the time that the Houston Texans don't take the necessary risks. They don't take any risks whatsoever. And damn it, you have an opportunity to get a pro bowler, a rookie in Patrick, well, not a rookie, not anymore, but a former, uh, uh, oh my goodness, I'm pro bowler, 23 years old, coming exactly. up with 117 tackles. And if you don't Do want that. Do it. Do it. Let's not be let's not over evaluate it. I understand they both play the same position essentially in this defense for D'Amico. But if you're telling me D'Amico can't make magic work and can't work with two linebackers that are very talented, one in Christian Harris that still needs to do a lot of progression, and there's more to come with him, hopefully, with D'Amico. And a Patrick Queen, who we already know who he is, is legit. Work played with Derek Stingley at LSU. Bring him on. Bring it on, man. Send the damn trade. Send it in here. Give me Patrick Queen. Give me Christian Harris. And let's just roll with it. Patrick Queen, guess what, bud? You're going to have to learn how to play Mike Linebacker. You know what? Not everything in the NFL is how you want it. Exactly. Yeah. Not everything is a cookie cutter, fit the square peg and square hole. Dude, like, check no. your bank account, bro. Check your bank account and you're not a regular person. <laughs> like, I, dude, I love it, dude. I love that we're talking about 
the possibilities of adding players like this because we couldn't talk about this last year. Yeah, it was no one wants to be with the Houston Texans, and it's crazy how just nine months can change for a franchise. And it's shout out to D'Amico, shout out to everyone. I think with Patrick Queen, I think you have to do it. I think, mm-hmm. man, dude, like imagine your off season, D'Amico Ryan's, Bryce Young, whoever you pick at 12, and Patrick Queen. Are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. I would say the Houston Texans get an A plus in this offseason. Harley, we've talked about number two. We haven't talked about number 12. Now, if we do go Bryce Young, my favorite wide receiver in this draft is Jackson Smith and Jibba. It's not Quentin Johnson who only lines up on the left side of the field. You know what's crazy is Steven, I'm sorry, Steve Smith said it himself. He's like, there's just something there that is missing. Right? I love Jordan Addison. Yeah, I do, I do. I just think Njibba's good. But however, like, regardless, at 12, I'm thinking wide receiver. Man, I haven't done this yet. Or trade back. If you want to go ahead and do a module, we could go ahead and do it. <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't done this yet. I haven't really talked too much about number 12. We haven't be and you know, and this is the bright spot about it. We have well, to worry about two first round picks. What I would love to do, and this is all of course dependent on the draft board. Yes. I would love, and, and I know you need a wide receiver. You really do. Okay, and I'm not willing to, when you look at the draft, I mean, for the free agency and wide receivers, you got a lot of B-level guys, C-plus guys. And a lot of these guys are going to want some decent paydays. Mm. Not willing to pay some of these guys at receiver that's out there. You know, I, I need I need more There's than no that. one out there at receiver anyway besides Nicole exactly. Myers. Yeah, I did you know, not pay any attention to the wide receiver list in free agency. Yeah, it's not good, <laughs> to say the least. And... You know, DJ Chark, am I I really going to want to pay DJ Chark some money? You know, because he's going to want some money. I'm not doing it. Someone's going to pay him. Someone will pay him some type of money, you know. Uh, But what I'm getting to is I understand wide receiver is a very popular choice at number 12. If it was me, I would take receiver if you stayed at 12. Mm -hmm. And I would perlean on Jackson Smith and Jigba. I really enjoy what he did at Ohio State. Felt like he got a little overshadowed with a lot of these other great receivers that have came out of Ohio State, especially that bad man in Marvin Harrison Jr. My goodness. I will say, though. Okay. This is my idea at 12. Mm. No, I'm not doing running back, by the way. I understand. I am. A very popular one. Bro, okay. Why don't you think about trading up? And this is dependent on the draft board, obviously. Hear me out. Mm. Tyree Wilson, edge from Texas Tech. Was he like 6'7"? Dude, he is an athletic juggernaut. He can play outside. His strengths more are on on the inside. He reminds me of Eric Armstead from the 49ers. Mm. And he has the more quickness inside than he does outside. His first move sometimes is his only move in terms of the outside. But in inside, he's a really good run defender, a very good interior pass rusher. He's athletic enough to play both. He would shine in this D'Amico Ryan's defense. And I think that if the Texans want somebody, again, would be a hypocrite 
if I don't say it. If you want somebody, go get it. And we have seen Nick Casario in the past be aggressive for people that he wants, that he believes are going to fit for this team in the best way possible. We saw it with John Mechie. We saw it with Nico Collins. Mm. We've seen it. We've seen him trade up. Okay. Why not if Tyree Wilson is there at eight? Why not the Texans go up there and trade up and get you a arguably the second best defensive end in this draft mm-hmm. that you can versatilely uh, with has the versatility to play both D end and D tackle for you in this defense? I would be hyped for it. You have the draft capital to do it. I would be excited about about taking a look into the draft board, what you're at at around that eight area. If Tyree Wilson is there. I'm sending in a trade. I'm, I'm sending a trade proposal. I don't think Tyree makes it out the top 10 after the combine. Yeah, uh, probably, probably. Now, you know, listen, and- Tyree is someone who maybe the fans right now don't know about, but he yeah. is special. Cool. You know, yeah. he is 6'6". Six, six, six. Like, you shouldn't have a defensive end at 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, Two, yeah. two, two thirty plus just made plays, and if he is there, go out and get him. like, like you said, okay. And let me play devil's advocate. I would love Tyree Wilson. I would. He does not fall to me at twelve, Harley. I'm sorry, he doesn't fall to me at twelve. In yeah, these no mock problem. Drafts. No problem. Where's this quote? Jalen Johnson got to get a running back to back up Pierce. Now at twelve, I look honestly. If you're asking me, I could take a running back at twelve or thirty-three. I love a B. John Robinson from Texas at twelve, who would revitalize. Look, you could close your eyes and roll your eyes and grab that sexy ass nose as much as you want, but if you, <laughs> see how I win that argument. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> but if you go out there and you have an offense surrounded by a Damian Pierce who was once at one point the front runner for lead, for for rookie offensive player of the year and then you add in <laughs> and then you add in pause <laughs> a B. John Robinson this Houston Texans offense gets excited. Now, if it's not B. John at 12, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, mm-hmm. I would take him at 33. Look, I think – now, this is a hot take. I think the Houston Texans might need to prioritize pri- prioritize running back, bro. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. I would – I mean, at the end of the day, if they go – like, if it's not a wide receiver or not like an edge piece or a defensive tackle, get you another running back because, you know, that's the person that's going to make the most impactful place. And when you look at who we just hired at OC, Bobby Slowick, who is coming from the San Francisco 49ers offense, right, they use multiple running backs. They use so much pre-snap motion that they need a lot of, you know, different type of players. And how many different running backs have you seen from the San Francisco 49ers go off? Many. I, from the offense that is coming and a potential Kubiak coming as well, I think the Houston Texans should prioritize running back. But that is just me, though. 
I would love a Gibbs at 33. Um, but at 12, if it's not a wide receiver or a Tyree Wilson or an edge piece, I would do that just to, you know, just to make some noise, right? I mean, it's a premium position and fans are going to love it, uh, obviously. And there's nothing against what I'm about to say for B. John Robinson. I think he's a fantastic back. But here is my but. Did you not just mention Shanahan, Kubiak type of offense? I did. And I just look at how many times they've found numerous running backs in the later rounds, undrafted even. Yes. And they've sprinkled whatever pixie dust they got. I don't know what it is. They need they yeah they need to definitely bottle it up and sell whatever it is that they make these running backs solid to very very good. And I also understand that the 49ers did trade for Christian McCaffrey, who is mm. a top running back, and ultimately just spearheaded that offense for the rest of the year. Okay, but. Their running backs were also hurt. They were in need of making a splash move, and I think that was a necessary move for them. You're looking at these running backs, and we look at it like, oh, man, we could get one of the top running backs, but us at the other end of the spectrum, I'm like, dude, this is a deep, deep draft for the running back position in the draft. And, and that's why I said – a Bijan at 12 or a Jamari Gibbs at 33. Mm-hmm. I just think they need to prioritize the running back position in the top, let's say, top five picks. All right, let me say that. Top five picks. I am not taking a running back at 12. Not doing no, it. No, 100%. And then I probably wouldn't either, but I would not be – I wouldn't – okay, okay, fine. I w- if, if, if we're at 12 and Bijan is – on the, you know, on the, like there, it's how many fans do you think are going to say, why not? Let, let's have a two running back system, right? Don't you remember the Arian Foster and Ben Tent days? This offense was yeah. unstoppable. And imagine a offense, a offensive backfield of a Bryce Young, Damian Pierce, and a Bijan, or, you know, a Gibbs type of offense. I'm excited for that. I will also say Aaron Foster was an undrafted running back, and Ben Tate was a running back that was drafted to be your number one guy, ended up getting hurt. Was he in the um, second round? Second round, 58th mm-hmm. pick. When you look at Elijah Mitchell, sixth round. When mm-hmm. you look at Jeff Wilson, undrafted. When you look at uh, Jamichael Hasty, who had some decent run for them, undrafted. Uh, you know, the one that they wanted to work out was Trey Sermon. It definitely didn't. They took him in the third round. You know, these are running backs under Shanahan uh, in in the, in the system. And look, I am just – I'm not going to sell myself onto a running back at 12 because there are so much factors that come into when you look at running back and their longevity in the league. I understand you'll have a duo. I get it. But are we just pushing Pierce to the side? Like, I understand you no, want to do it. I understand you want 
you know, to you don't want to run Damian Pierce to the ground. And I get what it. I they agree will with do if you don't sign, like, dude, you're gonna run him into the ground of your backup running back, so Rex Burkhead and uh, Darabungo Wale and Royce Freeman. That's true. You're and you're not wrong, you know. But I look at someone like Jared McKinnon. Who okay, yeah, was, I could sell myself on a Jerry McKinnon is a is a free agent and has that playmaking ability and played for the 49ers before Boston Scott, the running back from the Eagles. Yeah, you know, like there, there's a few running backs out there that you can pick up and cheap, and you can still take a running back in this draft. Okay, then you don't necessarily just have to sign one and done. No. Take one. I would not mind a Boston Scott or Jarek McKinnon, especially McKinnon. I would be hyped for that. And he is, I mean, I understand he's 30, but, like, he's still got that speed. Mm. You're not using him to be a primary guy. Receiving threat as well. Again, playmaking ability. Grab him and draft yourself a running back. But I'm just not doing it at 12. If you're at 33 and Jameer Gibbs is there – um, I, 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 I can see myself. You, you can sell me on that one. You can sell me. He's at Alvin Kamara, bro. You could sell me at thirty. You know, I'm Bryce not saying Young? nothing wrong about Gibbs. No, I'm not nothing. saying nothing wrong. Uh, nothing against his talent, and nothing against B. John's talent. Don't get me nope. twisted. I just at twelve, there are just so many holes on this team mm. to grab a running back at twelve. I just don't believe this team is at the right place to to take a running back as of right now. I just don't think they're there yet. It feels like when you take running back, it definitely feels like the rest of your team is pretty much set in place in oh, order for you yeah. to take a running back that high. You know, that oh, is, 100%. You know, I that's just, just my take. Like, no, no, no. Like, dude, you're solid. Like, at the end of the day, I'm going with you, right? I like your opinion. I'm just – Harley, you know me. You know I like to gamble. You like you know I I live on the dangerous side a little bit. I'm willing to die by what I stand for. And if 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 a running back is going to make the Houston Texans that much a little bit better, I wouldn't mind it. But nonetheless, right? Side tech said it for best. We need an edge at two. The we need we need a edge regardless. The defensive line was absolutely non-existent. Our best pass rusher was freaking uh, Jerry Hughes, who's 38. And, yeah. you know, shout out to Rex Burkhead, man. I don't – dude, this season felt like a tank. And it really wasn't, right? Speaking of tanks, I'm not about to talk about the Rockets, but mm-hmm. you, saw what, you saw what Deshaun Nix put on Instagram? What? what like, God, that guy's such a – Freaking retard. I mean, that guy's dumb. That guy's dumb. That guy's dumb. Oh, I was about to say something really stupid. I mean, that guy really irked me when he posted that. I was like, dude, what are you doing here, man? What, what are we doing? Oh, well, I guess I'm not the problem. Y'all always, y'all were saying that I was a problem. Dude, shut the hell up. You suck regardless. Okay? <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather Jabari Smith or Jalen Green or any of these young pieces, a Shingoon, KJ Mar, I'd rather them mess up than some nobody G-leaguer in Dacian Knicks 
who for some reason has to have a black tape on Steven Silas in order to be getting these minutes. He has to have a sex tape on this dude or something, some sort of blackmail in order to get these minutes he's been getting. It is ridiculous what he was trying to imply in his delete. And why you delete it? You put your nuts out there. They're out there now, okay? It, we all saw Jalen Murray getting top, all right? And you deleted it, okay? We all saw it. There's no point in deleting it now. It's out there. It's the internet. It lasts forever. D-Nix is irrelevant. Thank you. Thank you. Go back to the damn G League and go stay there for the rest of your career, you bum. That's what you are. You're an absolute bum. Shout out to the Houston Rockets, who I think are on a six-game losing streak already. Um, Corrupt Capone, who I think is having a beef with you this whole stream, Harley, he said we need a center tight end and wide out the most. I think he's talking about free agency. Oh, and yeah. I, I out of that three, the most for me is center. If you don't, if you go out of free agency without a center, to me, I think you failed. Yeah, big time. Center is what's going to change this. Is what's needed in this offense. Uh, we saw with Chris Myers, who was a seventh round pick. Uh, he had his doubts, and he ended up being the best center in Texans history. And that is needless to say, uh, Chris Myers is one of the arguably top ten Texans players of all time. Okay, he's up, he, he, obviously in the lower tens, but you know he's he's in there. He's 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 in there. Oh, no, I'm not gonna put him top five. Okay, we're not we're not crazy. Okay, but uh, he was very important and vital to that offense, and that is what is needed in that zone running scheme that you're gonna enforce on the offensive line. I think you're set at tackle, Kenyon Green, both tackles, uh, and Kenyon Green should improve at left guard. Uh, and then the biggest hole again is center. Right guard is something we have to take a look at. Do you think obviously. so? Really? Ah. I mean, I'm not like I'm not going crazy if they don't grab nobody. But I am gonna get mad when that game happens and AJ Ken gets his ass whooped and beaten and skull drugged when whoever it is sacks. Bryce Young. <laughs> hey, it happened in week one, it. right? Remember, remember Justin Britt week one and gets his ass absolutely handed to you. Side so text at Garrett Bradbury. Of course. Center from the Vikings. Side, so that is him. my number one yeah. free agent candidate. He's 25 years old. And when he got injured this year, I think it was a lower leg injury, maybe an ankle. It was that damn bad for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh offensive line right guard i think you harley i think you are foreshadowing what we are going to see because i said last year that the houston Texans, we both did that they needed to update the center position we both mock draft tyler lindenbaum many times to the houston texans but it was no let why why do you want to go with a rookie center over a Justin Bray who played very good for you. What well, okay. took you one game, not even a game, dude. Jesus, I'm sorry. Shout out to you know the OG, but it <laughs> it took you a quarter to realize that 
This dude should shouldn't even be in the XFL. USFL. USFL. Kevin Sumlin just said he's done with the Houston Gamblers. (laughs) Dude. My, my biggest problem goes on both ends. It does. Mm. There's some fault with Justin Britt um, because, dude, if you're if you're contemplating retirement and you're overall questioning for you to play this game, then don't play. Mm. Don't be out there. Don't waste my time. And and don't get your teammates hurt. Like exactly. if you know you can hack mm. it, and you know I understand pride is a hell of a fucking drug, but nah, man. Dude, no. it was it bad doomed our offensive line from the start, Harley, and it was freaking week one, bro. And then I will go on the other end of the spectrum, and there's mm. some blame on Nick Casario in terms of roster management. I was the only one, dude. I was I was saying, dude, shoot, like, okay. Justin Britt won game. Why yeah. wasn't there a backup for Damian Pierce. Why wasn't he? Okay, let's take, if we're going to take it back, why wasn't he starting in week one? That's you. Why were, okay, hold up. Why was you, the players that you extended in the offseason, they quit on you. It wasn't just Brandon Cooks. Didn't Kamir Gruger Hill ask for his release? As soon as someone got fired. And and okay and it okay oh well let's let's go even back further. Jack Easterby was brought in by who? Uh, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Shout out to Bill, Billy O, Patriots OC, and (laughs) found his way to stay here even past Bill O'Brien. And don't matter, Ruben. Don't matter. (laughs) Why doesn't it matter? Why doesn't it matter? Back to back AFC South champs, Ruben. Back Don't to matter. back AFC champs. Hey, you suck too. Yeah, you, you suck, suck too. too, mother effer. You suck too. Shout out to Bill O'Brien. I I did enjoy him. I will say that I did enjoy that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he made it interesting because you know this dude at any moment was about to just argue with yeah. someone. Yeah, but it just feels like the cancer is out the building. And, you know, it's crazy that Jack Easterby was however he snaked his way into his position. Shout out to Jack, you know. (laughs) Shout out to Jack. Someone said that was my ringtone. Dude, (laughs) listen, and if you're a Houston Texans fan, I think you guys deserve this, right? You deserve the jokes and you deserve the future that is coming for the Houston Texans. I'm not going to come out here and BS you guys and say, you know, we're going to go out there and make the playoffs, but I'm going to go out there and say that the Houston Texans are making a an impact, and an impact where you could say, I fully believe in them. And as we come to a close, Harley, let the fans know where they could find you. This was our first episode of Believe in the Houston Texans. Dude, we knocked it out the park. Yeah, uh, if anyone wants to find me, you could always check me out on YouTube at The Lead underscore H-O-U. You can type that in and it will automatically pop up to my channel. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at the lead underscore H-O-U. Check us out on the H-O-U versus you podcast where we drop a podcast every 
week in talk about Texans, Astros, and Rockets as much as we can. We talk some movies, we talk some UFC, we do a little bit of everything. We try, it's a you know, we we try to garner the interests of the fans, and you know, we do appreciate everything that has been going on uh, with the subscribers, with the viewers. We definitely have seen the spike in mm. Texans content. Well, uh, it's it always we're real, was good. bro. It's because we're it was real, always man. good views, but mm. right now with the hiring of D'Amico, it just seems like every Texan video that is put out, everyone wants to watch it. It doesn't matter from who almost. They just want to watch it. They can't get enough Texans, D'Amico, Ryans, and everything. And we are extremely, extremely happy and thankful for all of it, man. Yeah, absolutely. And shout out to Christopher. This was a great episode. The our, Dude, this was our inception, Harley. And, you yeah. know, if I could get a little real and personal, bro, I remember that we were, you know, we were back and I was in I was in eighth grade and you were in ninth and I gave you a stack of football cards in Mr. Barbieri's uh, seventh grade, um, you know, Spanish class. Then, God. You, you know, from there, we've talked football and, you know, we played against each other. We used to hate each other, Harley. And oh, yeah. now we're talking about the team and dude, we're doing great, bro. You're doing fantastic. At your job, shout out to the lead, Harley. I always give you the respect, bro. You know, and you know, thank you for coming on. And honestly, thank you for the still seventy-two people in this stream slash episode who are watching. You know, we would be you know nowhere without you guys, and I truly mean that, dude. I'm just a kid from Pasadena, and Harley is too, right? We went to a a kind of school where there was only a thousand people in the whole school combined, and you know, never once did we thought we'll be talking about our favorite NFL team. But yet here we are. The content is not going to stop from us. I would love to have you, bought, you know, back on the Believe in the Houston Texans because I believe in them and Harley believes in them. And we want the fans to believe in them as well. Right? We're not going to sell you BS. If the team is bad, the team is bad. If the team is good, the team is good. So. Thank you guys for watching the first ever episode of the Believe in the Houston Texans. I am your host, A, Ruben Calavillo, not Ruben Gomez, Ruben Calavillo, and I am joined by Harley Dugan. Shout out to the lead. Shout out to everyone. You guys have a very blessed day. Go Houston Texans. And I'll be dropping a video tomorrow. I'm pretty sure Harley will be too. Y'all guys have a very blessed day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.